Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Record, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. By all accounts, and I guess I'm actually referencing the article that Danny wrote earlier today, Danny West, on hogsports.com, it sounds like the JUCO All-American tackle, Taylor Lewis, his visit to Arkansas went to extremely, went to, it sounded like it went extremely well. Yeah, seems like everything went really well. Um, you know, at this point, they need one more transfer or recruit, in this case a recruit out of junior college, ranks College of the Canyons. Um, it feels like this is probably going to end up being the guy. Um, you know, we'll see how long it takes. Usually, like, with these kind of, you know, this late in the process and stuff, you'd like to see something probably happen right, you know, right after it. But it uh, looks like it'll be a little bit longer. But um, got some good options out there. And, um yeah, we'll see. Down to what Arkansas, Auburn, Nebraska, Oregon State, Washington State, Missouri. So he's got some good options out there, and uh, he's already been to see the Beavers and the Cougars. So decision should come pretty soon. Set a few days away. So I guess you can't complain too much about that. That it's not right after the visit, but uh, uh, sounds like it, it might be good news for Arkansas. Trey, do you believe this would be it recruiting wise? For Arkansas, uh, I know you felt like there might still be some more roster moves, but at least for the time being, do you believe this might be it for Arkansas? I think so for this class. I mean, I think it's it'd probably be the end of it. I mean, if nothing else happens with the roster in terms of players leaving, uh, if they get him, it would put him at 85, which is the maximum. Um, you know, I'm, we're not expecting any of the uh, unlimited recruiting class numbers up to 85 i guess but uh we're not expecting any of that to take effect until next cycle so um yeah i would think that this would probably be the end of it um you know there's a possibility that they could put you know a walk on here and there on scholarship you know i think maybe kate fortin would be a guy to keep an eye on you know kate renfro maybe too um but they would need players to to leave to make room so which which could possibly happen but it's getting kind of late for for players to uh, to leave the program at this stage, unless there's there's always instances that pop up like medical hardships and stuff like that that could be possibilities. But as of right now, if they get one more, then that would put them at 85. Do you feel like once this happens, let's say with Taylor Lewis, do you feel like usually we ask this after or used to be anyway after signing day? Uh, for the high schoolers, do you feel like your needs have been met? Okay, if if uh, Taylor Lewis comes on board, do you feel like Arkansas has addressed its needs? I think so, Randy. I mean, we talk about defensive tackle. Um, this would get them at about six deep, I guess, um, with Hampton. Let's see, Hampton, Campbell, Marcus Miller, Isaiah Nichols, um, Torian Carter, of course, we know there's some injury uh, concerns there. Um, who am I leaving out? Uh, Lewis, I guess. 
Did I get some? Is that six? Am I missing somebody? Anyway, this should get them about pretty close uh, in terms of guys that should be, you know, ready next year. You know, I think Nico. Um, let's see how you say it. Uh, Davier. Davier. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think he could possibly be a guy that could come in and maybe contribute early. Um, but you'd certainly like to redshirt, you know, any freshman uh, lineman. So that should get them about there. I think, you know, defensive end, they did some work there. Now, defensive end, they're probably right at about six deep in terms of guys that, you know, are ready to go right now. Um, you know, J.J. Hollingsworth, you'd like to redshirt him. You know, John Hill's another uh, a walk-on redshirt freshman who might have a promising future. But uh, as far as, you know, guys that you'd say, okay, this guy's, you know, ready physically, everything. Um, you know, they're probably at about six right now at defensive end. You'd like to be deeper at linebacker, more experienced at linebacker. Um, but if they can stay healthy there, then they probably should be okay with the, the you know, the three guys, Drew Sanders and uh, Bumper Pool and, and, and Pooh Paul, those three guys. And then maybe you help you hope one of those, um, you know, other linebackers, they put Jackson Wooder on scholarship. Uh, you know, Marco Avant may be a guy who's kind of a mystery. Uh, if you get one of those other linebackers to step up, you'd feel good about that. But a little thin there. I think they look good in the secondary overall. Would look a lot better if they could, you know, just use five <laughs> defensive backs, including the nickel. They'd look a lot better, I think, in that situation. But uh, they still look good even in a 3-2-6 where they have to rely on more guys and, um, you know, I think they're in good shape there overall. And, you know, offensively, offensive line looks pretty strong. You'd love some more numbers at quarterback. <laughs> I mean, you have two scholarship players, but the two walk-ons were scholarship players at other schools before transferring to Arkansas. Um, so, you know, kind of think of them a little bit more as, you know, just a walk-on. Um, and then, you know, wide receiver numbers I think look good now. Running back numbers are strong. Um, you know, maybe you'd like a little bit more depth at tight end, but I think you've got a couple you feel good about, and they push, just put Nathan Bax on scholarship. Uh, but you got a couple you feel good about, and Hudson Henry, if he can stay healthy, and, of course, Trey Knox. So, And we know I think there's depth at special teams. You know, if we're from snapper, um, you know, you got Cam Little back, so I don't know how many kickers you need, but um, you got a couple of scholarship punters. So he, I think overall, top to bottom, you, you, don't need you probably feel pretty now. good about it. Yeah, Little's good enough. You don't need anybody else. It's all right. right. Unless he gets hurt. Yeah, he's really good. Okay. Had no more. Had to throw that in No more. Had to throw that in there. They've got, they've got another kicker down. coming in, a, a walk-on kicker who's pretty good, too. That's so. good. That's all right. I'll take Cam Little. <laughs> <laughs> um, Trey, I'm with the transfer portal, you were mentioning Davier a moment ago. I'm beginning to wonder if it's kind of like, you know, in, in basketball, you know, with these kids, if they're that good, I, th I think you've really said this also about football, that you don't want to waste a redshirt year because all you're doing is giving that away maybe to somebody else that if, if they decide to transfer. I think with the transfer portal, I don't know that you want to redshirt that many anymore, do you, or should you? Yeah, I mean, that's true. But, I mean, if a guy knows that you're in his plans, I think, especially when you're talking about linemen, I, th I just think it's generally, you know, in their best interest to redshirt. And this may be a year where, you know, 
playing him like four games or something and then holding on to that red shirt might be beneficial to you because, you know, there are some concerns on the interior about depth. Um, I think it probably would have been maybe, I don't want to say more realistic, but maybe more um, advantageous for all parties. Of course, he plays basketball, you know, but, um, you know, if he could have enrolled early, you know, you get the eight-week winter training cycle with the team and stuff like that, and then, you know, followed up with another eight-week cycle after spring drills. You know, spring football is really an opportunity to start from the very beginning and go through. That's something that, you know, basically every player has ever told me who, you know, was thrown into the mix in fall camp, and then they get to go through their first spring, and they're like, wow, you know, it was so, fall camp, you know, you just kind of start, hit the ground running, expected to know what to do. In the spring, it's like, you know, starting over, you know, putting the building blocks together, all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's it's definitely an advantage to have to be able to go through spring drills. I think we saw that last year with A.J. Green, for example. You know, we heard Sam Pittman say several times, even though Rocket Sanders had played wide receiver in high school, moving to running back in college, being able to go through the spring, um, you know, was a big advantage for him. So, um, you know, you never know, though. Sometimes guys just come in and and are ready to go right off the bat. Um, you know, physically, this is, you know, Nico's pretty well put together. So, um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past him that he could maybe come in and contribute early. Is Nico more of an inside player as compared to outside? I always thought of Nico as being a defensive end. So I'll say this, Randy. I have not seen a single player come to the University of Arkansas who was listed as a defensive end or any other position, who was listed as a, as a defensive lineman, who was six, 260 pounds in high school that ended up playing defensive end. Hmm. Not once. They all, they all, they all put on the weight. So I would yeah, be surprised. True. Yeah, that's true. He's, well, he's I, listed. We've got him listed at two seventy-five. Is that so. what you believe he's going to grow into, or is that numbers didn't? No, I believe he's going to go three hundred something. Oh my goodness. Okay. Wow. I mean, like I said, I haven't seen a single recruit listed at two hundred sixty pounds or bigger. Strike that because Eric Gregory, Eric Gregory, I believe, was listed over. No, I don't think so. I think Eric Gregory was actually a good bit smaller. Um, but I, I don't. I can't think of anybody. Maybe Eric Gregory. I don't think that he was quite that big in high school. So, but um, just about everybody I've seen 260 in high school, even listed as a defensive end, has ended up as a defensive tackle at Arkansas. Well, you always have an article on hogsports.com about who is scheduled to report. Now, we realize there was a heavy number of the signee class that opted out early of high school, went through the spring, so that shouldn't leave that many left to report. So are we expecting everyone, uh, when does summer school start, May 31st, something yes. like that? Yeah, I think Lewis okay. doesn't graduate until June 4th, so he wouldn't be, um, if he ends up coming to Arkansas, he wouldn't be, um, he wouldn't be, you know, starting early. Uh, but I believe everybody else, so it's um, it's Matt Landers, Terry Hampton, Jordan Dominic, and I believe that's it out of the transfers. And then you're just waiting on four scholarship guys, uh, Satania, 
Patrick Kudis, uh, Samuel Bakke, and Nico. Uh, I, I still can't. I don't. I'm not even. Davier. Davier. I had it in my head that it was like De Villiers, and so it's 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 one of those tricky names that I have a hard time with. So I hate butchering names. So <laughs> I just kind of stick with Nico. I, I I I feel your pain. I feel your pain. <laughs> um, I don't know if you follow baseball that closely, but um, for those that are tuning in late, for what it's worth, Arkansas was eliminated today from the Southeastern Conference Baseball Tournament, mm-hmm. uh, seven to five to the Florida Gators, and a moment ago, Kentucky eliminated Vanderbilt. 10 to 2, I think, was the final score, something like that. So Vanderbilt and loses twice. They'll still be in the NCAA tournament, but they, they didn't do too well at Hoover either. And Tennessee and LSU play later on tonight. And the game that's ongoing right now is Alabama and Texas. I say that it starts at the bottom of the hour. Yeah. So uh, for those that are keeping up with that sort of stuff but um, and to get to the championship game somebody will have to win twice tomorrow normally on Saturday there'd be two games instead there'll be four games and so whoever wins that tournament and whoever loses the championship game will play three games in two days after already playing today so good luck on getting your pitching ready for the NCAA a lot of baseball still to be played yeah uh, there in Hoover. Uh, Trey, we, we did leave this out off of our travel itinerary uh, concerning the basketball team, but this is not until 2023. Uh, we have learned also that Arkansas is set to play in the Bahamas. Jeez, another reason I need to go follow uh, the basketball <laughs> team. Battle you for... may switch to covering basketball then for that year, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to go to BYU, um, I'm still bummed out that Arkansas didn't get to go to Notre Dame. And then even before that, the big house uh, against Michigan. But, um, man, I mean, this is turning into be uh, around the world with the Arkansas basketball Razorbacks. Uh, Spain this summer, then Hawaii this fall, and now the Bahamas. This summer, so yeah. well, or I say this summer, but um, that will be Thanksgiving, November, twenty twenty three. So yeah. well, hopefully in uh, April they'll be playing in Houston. That's true. At NRG Stadium. That's true. That is true. Uh, I was supposed to ask you, but we ran out of time yesterday. It just now occurred to me. So I'll ask it now. Um, what are you are expecting uh, Monday? Is it actually Monday that the spring meetings begin, or yes. is it like Tuesday? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, they start 30, on Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 31st through the 3rd, I think. Yeah, I, I think they actually will start on Monday, or at least they always have in the past. I don't know if they will this time or not, but that's usually the first day, even though it's Memorial Day. Yeah, they're going to work on Memorial Day. Wow. Well, of course. You know, it's okay. I mean, there's going to be one story. I mean, they'll talk about things, but Jimbo Fisher right. and Nick Saban are going to dominate the headlines. <laughs> do you wonder 
Trey, because media goes to these things, will the coaches be allowed to say anything? Uh, or is there going to be a gag rule? They'll be able to talk about their football teams, but will there be a gag rule on uh, those two, what they've said about each other? I can't, I can't imagine anybody telling Saban he can't talk or say, <laughs> or say something. I mean, I, I guess they could reprimand, further reprimand them. They've already reprimanded him once, right? Yeah. Well, he's apologized, said he shouldn't have, and evidently the apology was not accepted. So, no, it was not accepted. <laughs> so it's on so it's on Jimbo Fisher to comment, right? And it's yeah. on Lane, Lane Kiffin to provide humor. So Lane Kiffin will definitely provide the humor. I mean, I look forward to that. Um, I'm sure Eli Drinkwitz will make some poor attempt at humor that just won't go over. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, there'll be plenty of stories. So it should be entertaining. Well, the question was not about Lane Kiffin nor Nick Saban or Jimbo Fisher, but it was about what you might expect or believe will be the divisional setup that yeah. will, or actually, will it be divisions or what, uh, will it just be one? I think it'll just, I think it'll be like you got three, these three permanent opponents and a rotational thing. There, there's a couple of, you think it'll be three deals. I mean, what's that, Rick? You think it'll be three six? Play nine. Yeah, games, I think so. Three permanent, and you rotate the other six. I think that's what that's probably right. makes the most sense to preserve rivalries and, and whatnot. Yeah. I, I mean, you're not gonna. They're not gonna get rid of Alabama Auburn. They're not gonna get rid of Alabama Tennessee. You know, there's just certain matchups that they're gonna want to preserve. And I, to me, I, I think I would like to see that too. I mean, I, I, I would like to see Arkansas play Ole Miss every year, play Auburn every year. Um, you know, it's it, it's not, not realistic probably with Texas and Texas A&M and, you know, Oklahoma, just the geography yeah. of things. And, right. I mean, well, it'll be interesting be to see what they do with Arkansas. but It'll be Missouri for sure because that, I know. that's – I And I, could, keep I couldn't connected. care less about playing Missouri every that's year. That's right. But the SEC has imposed that on Arkansas. And then after that, if it's the other two, you could pick – I don't think it'll be Ole Miss. I don't think it is either. I don't think I it'll think be it, Auburn. And I think LSU would be a very outside possibility, but probably out of Oklahoma, Texas, and Texas A&M, they'll take two of those. That's what I would guess. I think you're right. But you're still playing everybody every other year. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I mean, you got to play nine. You've got that's to right. play nine. That's I, mean, what the, I think that's what they'll do. No other way to do it. I don't what think. do you – what do you think about the possibility of a league playoff with eight teams after the regular season's over? In, 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 in place of a national championship? No. Uh, I think the, the SEC. <laughs> I don't think evidently, it makes any sense. No, evidently you'd play that, and then the winner of that would play one team for the national championship. And the other leagues could get together and do whatever they wanted to. Uh, but this, this is kind of the SEC's slap at the non-acceptance of the 12-game playoff. Mm-hmm. It's just under discussion. They don't have to make that decision immediately because the playoff at four-team runs through 2025. I just don't but see it, how it could ever discussion. happen. I get the discussion of it, but it's just kind of like, okay, you guys do whatever you want to do, and the winner plays us. I, don't, I just don't see everybody else getting on board with that. I wondered that myself. 
that, um, well, why do we want to accommodate you, Mr. SEC? You get your way and everything else. We're not Maybe Mr. SEC will just figure there's so much money involved in that. Who cares what they think? Because you're, you're talking about for an eight-team playoff, you're talking about six additional games of inventory. And um, with this new deal with ESPN, who knows what that would be worth. So do you have two separate polls? You have just the SEC poll only, <laughs> and then you have all the rest? I don't know. I, all I'm doing is reading the stories and saying this is I know, a discussion. I, know. I, I don't know what they're going to do, but I think it's kind of silly, too, like Trey. I mean, what do you, what do? You do? You, who else do you play after that? I get that. I think there might be a little bit of posturing on the part of the SEC. Could be. Just Very to get that 12-team well playoff through. Very well could be. I don't think there's any kind of rush upon the other conferences until maybe at best until next summer. We'll see. All right, Dre, have a great Memorial Day weekend. We'll talk with you on Tuesday. That is Trey Video, Stay up to date with the latest